Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno and Metal Forever Mark. I don't know how nice it's going to be, but it's definitely going to be heavy. (laughs) Metal Mayhem ROC, I am John the Vernomatic Verno, and welcome to another Thursday night and another episode of the Metal Mayhem ROC podcast, along with my metal cohort, Metal Forever Mark. How you doing, Mark? Hey, Vernomatic. Happy to be live and in studio as always. Every time we're here, it's a good thing. (laughs) That's right. uh, We're still around and still crazy enough to talk metal. Just want to thank everyone for uh, finding us any way they do find us. Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or old school, Metal Mayhem ROC. It's nice to have you on board, and we have a pretty cool show for you tonight. Mark, what do we got going on? What are we uh, giving them? Well, we're going to kind of just go through some of our uh, show segments tonight. Uh, Got a couple. Well, we're going to do our traditional Metal Minute, a little streaming for vengeance. We got some cool new metal we've kind of cooked up. Talking about on the road, yep, there's still some on the road stuff happening despite the uh, situation out here that seems to be lingering with this uh, health issue. And then um, we're going to tackle a new Mount Rushmore tonight as well. Tonight, heavy metal bass players. So it uh, should be a fun show. And as always, looking forward to the metal discussion. You know, uh, speaking of that, I posted today on the Metal Mayhem Facebook group page, Mount Rushmore Bassists. So when we get to that segment, um, share some of our listeners or readers' uh, comments diverse group we had out there and i was surprised some of them i i even totally forgot about that i was reminded by so i must say you're uh, we're getting some decent engagement for some of these things so we appreciate when everybody's just kind of having fun with us and adding to our show segments and uh i guess as we continue to evolve we'll do some more you know, a couple live shows that we've always talked about where we can actually interact with the fans i know we've done a couple of those or listeners or metal heads whatever you want to call all of us so um but Vernon Maddock, you want to take us through some metal news then to start hate to start on a sour note, but one of the uh, pioneers of uh, heavy metal passed away this week. Martin Headmaster Birch, a legendary producer, produced uh, everyone from Fleetwood Mac, Deep Purple, Rainbow, White Snake, or Black Sabbath with uh, Ronnie James Dio, Iron Maiden. You know, the list goes on and on. He uh, passed away the other day, and it sucks. It's just another sign of things are... Everyone's getting older, and Martin Birch, he's been around so long, and he's so, you know, I'm just reading some of these albums that he did. Um, you know, Whitesnake, from 78 all the way to 84, all those classic albums. He was the man that put together the Ronnie James Deal led Black Sabbath, the Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules. Those are better than some of the Sabbath with Ozzy, that, that debate goes on forever. So, sad day in the rock and roll in a heavy metal world. Martin Headmaster Birch passing away at 71, I believe. Yeah, and Vertimac, you know what's kind of interesting about that? We, you and I were talking a little bit pre-show tonight, which was uh, the more we've been kind of diving into uh, these shows and doing some research for guests and uh, have been talking to some metal guests, 
you know, there's sometimes names that just kind of pop up in metal that I guess like we always like just see right as a you know metalheads like you read an Iron Maiden album, you're always checking out the liner notes when we were younger, and Martin Birch's name is there, you know, or you pick up Heaven and Hell from Black Sabbath, and Martin Birch's name is there. So sometimes these are guys that are behind the scenes. A lot of times maybe we never meet them, or maybe sometimes we might meet them at a show backstage somewhere or <laughs> trolling through the audience, and we might not even know who they are. Um, some guys like Rod Smollett, I suppose, from like an Iron Maiden, you know, he, he pick, takes on a persona of his own, and people do recognize him, and fans know him, so... I think for me, Martin Birch is much one of those guys like you just always saw his name affiliated with some of these classic, you know, great metal releases. And um, and then, yeah, when you read something like this and you see the reaction from not only the metal community, the, the bands, the artists, you realize what a what a true legend this guy was. He started with Maiden in 81 on Killers. And, you know, these albums that he's done, it's just amazing. Killers, Number of the Beast, Power Slave. All the way up until 92, Fear of the Dark. You know, the list just goes on and on and on. So it's um, definitely less, left his mark. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, new Michael Schenker, uh, yeah, MSG. You know, uh, Michael Schenker is one of those bands that, um, or the MSG group, I personally haven't really spent a lot of time with. You know, I always see that they come out with new stuff. I think I've heard some of the early stuff. So I, I happened to just, you know, troll the metal news the other day and, Saw that they're coming out with a new album, and um, I don't know. You said you didn't. You're not as familiar with a lot of their older material as well. Why? Well, more familiar with the older material. You know, Michael Shanker, the brother of uh, Rudolph Shanker, the Scorpions. Michael Shanker was in the Scorpions in the '70s up until early '80s, and then he started his own band, uh, MSG, Michael Shanker Group, Assault Attack, Attack of the Mad Axe Men, is a fantastic guitar solo. Mid '80s, he went ahead and formed uh, uh, Macaulay Shanker. Had some uh, radio hits, some MTV stuff, and you know it's one of those guys. He's definitely in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the eyes of real metalheads. He, he's one of those that has one of those 40, 50 year um, careers. He was like really young when he was on that first Scorpions album, Lonesome Crow. I think he was something like 14 or 15 years old. So yep. the dude's in his 60s now, and he's considered one of those guitar gods. Uh, you, you know, um, people, yeah. guitar guitar players worship the guy, and he's you know he's in UFO all those years, and he's he's fantastic. So I guess new material coming out in January. It looks like Jolyn Turner is going to be uh, singing on it. Looks like he's got some guest performers, and then Ralph Sheepers from Primal Fear which we're going to preview a track tonight in a few minutes. So, um, and then I also, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Scorpions fan, but I'm kind of like love drive, you know, past that. But I know that there's some diehard Scorpion fans that like, they love the old, older stuff, Tokyo tapes and Michael Shanker stuff. I, that's the Scorpions I haven't got as into. So I don't know if like you're, you're that old school Scorpions guy. Well, I'm both schools. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You can almost equate it. You're a big, uh, sa- or, um, Judas Priest fan. Of course. If you think of like the Judas Priest, the early chapter, the uh, rock and roll, Sad Wings of right. Destiny, Hellbent for Leather, Stained Class. It's sort of like the, the parallel. The Priest and the Scorpions, they built their way up. They both had some success in the late, late 70s, early 80s. That's when they both really blew up. Priest in 82, uh, Scorpions in 84. And but that that chapter beforehand, so yeah, that first chapter of Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, I'm or uh, Scorpions, I'm big big fan of. 
Yeah, most definitely. So we'll have to check that out uh, when it comes out. And just a few other tidbits, just trolling a little bit of the metal news. And uh, the band Hammerfall is releasing a live album um, coming up pretty soon in October. I'm actually a huge fan of Hammerfall. They kind of go in with that primal fear, power metal. Some call them happy metal, Halloween kind of genre. Uh, I think they're, they could be one of those like metal super groups. And we haven't talked too much about a band like Hammerfall. But um, I don't know. I'm a big fan of theirs. And sometimes you could say a lot of their stuff sounds a little bit you know, the same release after release, but, uh, you know, hey, look, it's cool. I guess if you can't put out a new studio, I might as well throw out the uh, live album. Vertomatic, any comments on the band Hammerfall? Have you got too deep into them? No, I've heard some tracks here and there. Um, you know, I'm always open to hearing more. Maybe we could do a little uh, uh, expose on them. Maybe you could yeah. come in, have three or four songs uh, lined up, queued up, and you could educate me as well as some of the listeners. There's two guys that I think I've mentioned in the past um, – uh, there's a guy named uh, Scott Sanders who I bumped into and I used to go to shows back in the Baltimore, D.C. area. He's one of the guys that turned me on to a band like Hammerfall and some of those other classic bands that I just told you about. And then Metal J, our boy Metal J from Syracuse, one of our Metal Forever correspondents who supports our shows. He's also a big uh, Hammerfall, Primal Fear kind of guy as well. So um, anyways, moving along, some other, just some other quick ones we want to touch on. Here's a positive story, and uh, we're, we're fans of this band, and we had a chance to interview uh, this uh, artist, uh, Paige. Uh, I'm sorry, Cobra, Cobra from um, Cobra Page from Cobra and the Lotus. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Rochester. Uh, we got to interview her. She uh, kind of went to Twitter and said that they were having issues trying to pay off all the bills from their last release and their album. I guess they had purchased a whole crap load of CDs pre-pandemic and um, thought they were going to sell them, and they went on the road along with some merch. She's like, look, we have all this inventory. They did like this big flash sale and they got tons of fans to buy merchandise. She said they've already paid for all their bills. And she's just like, hey, this, the, the response has been overwhelming. So I think sometimes these artists, they're feeling a little depressed, a little down. They're not on the road. You know, a lot of them invested money in all these tour shirts and CDs thinking yeah. they're going to go on the road. And, and then it's nice to see a positive story where the fans, instead of, you know, spewing the negativity on social media, actually step up and whip out their credit cards and, you know, help support an artist. Look, 10, 15, 30 bucks to a, to a t-shirt, not a lot to each of the individual fans, but you add a whole bunch of them up and I guess it pays the bills. So um, I thought that was a cool story, right? Yeah. In yeah. That's of, and these bands and artists got to keep doing stuff, right. To keep things going. Right. Um, and uh, let's uh, yeah, I think that's, those are the things that just popped today. Um, I th- Oh, and you know, we're going to talk about some other ones as we get into some other show segments. So, uh, I guess we'll save them for that. So I guess we can go on and move on to our next segment. What's new and fresh? Find out now on Streaming for Vengeance. Well, there's a lot, a lot <laughs> going on in the Streaming for Vengeance world. Um, new D. Schneider for the Love of Metal live. It's the follow-up live album from the studio album he did with Jamie Jasta about a year and a half, two years ago. Mark, tell the story. You went and picked it up, huh? I do. I got a hard copy sitting right here in my hand, old school style. I had a few things happen over the weekend that kind of changed plans. I was supposed to be out on a lake, and it just didn't happen. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do an old school Rochester day and jumped in my car, went out to House Guitars. Just, A, wanted to kind of support them, see how they were holding up during this crazy time, and B, see what kind of new uh, releases were there. And, of course, the D. Snyder. It's a cool little box set. It's got a Blu-ray, DVD, album with a bonus track. It was fun to just slap it into the CD player. I haven't read all the liner notes or anything just yet, but um, yeah, I like it, man. I actually like that album that D did because it, it is. It's a return to metal. It's uh, heavy. 
and it's just back to the roots. And uh, I guess Jamie Josta challenged D to, hey, let's put out a metal album this time, you know, and uh, D went for it. And I think the reaction's been great. And this is from a Bloodstock show, and it came out fantastic. You, you got a clip you want to fire up to, sh- to play? Yeah, but before we jump into this, uh, what's the lineup, of the song lineup? Obviously, there's the best of uh, Twisted Sister and... Yeah, he just, you know, I think it's what you'd expect uh, four or five tracks from the uh, new CD that he put out uh, for the love of metal and then thrown in a whole bunch of, uh, you know, Twisted Sister classics, some old school ones like Under the Blade, Kids Are Back, you know, for us old school Twisted Sister heads, you know, The Beast is on here, Burning Hell. It's good, man. So, yeah, what do you got for us? From the uh, Can't Stop Rock and Roll album in the live new D. Schneider. That song, that song goes back to Precursor Stay Hungry, but that that was that middle album after uh, Under the Blade. I fucking, The reason I picked that out, I love that track. i never forget when I was a kid, this is when I first started getting into metal. My mom took a road trip out to Connecticut, and I have a bunch of cousins that are old metalheads. I got actually one that's a drummer, and they're both they're all Kiss fans. She came back with a box of, like, cassette tapes and stuff. She's like, oh, your cousins wanted us, you know, me to give this to you. And I remember there was like Ted Nugent in there and stuff, but I remember there was Twisted Sister and I was, I never heard of Twisted Sister at that point. And then that was one of the first songs I ever heard by them. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Under the Blade was on there. I think it might've been a live album actually, or a bootleg or something, but that's cool. Well, yeah. uh, that, uh, again, that album, uh, that, that's a great album. Not, it looks like I have a feeling I'm going to be going down in a early Twisted Sister rabbit hole anytime oh, soon. Yeah. And by the way, D tells a cool story during that set that, you know, when he was recording that for the love of metal, a bunch of guest artists just popped into the studio and helped him, you know, make the album. And it's like, they didn't, they didn't charge him a cent. He's like, they did for the love of metal. Truly. He said, so it's kind of cool. At the end of uh, the track, I want to rock. And before uh, another song, he talks about that. A a lot of guys came down they said they didn't have any money or nothing. They just did it for the love of metal. So uh, what else we got? We got a little Primal Fear. You're big on these guys. What do you got? Yep. I've been uh, big fans of Primal Fear uh, since way back in the day when, um, again, this guy Scott Sanders told me about him and uh, just 
end up kind of following him on the road a little bit here and there, just happen to be out on business meetings and are, are again, Metal Forever correspondent. Metal Jay's into this band. So, uh, yeah, Metal Commando's a new release. Sometimes, just like Hammerfall, Primal Fear could be one of those bands, I think, and I love them, no disrespect, and I think they write great music. Sometimes, though, like their songs kind of sound a lot alike, and I know a lot of metal does that, but um, this one in particular, a lot of variety in their tracks. There's a ballad or two in there, some really catchy riffs, another real, they, they usually have at least one long, like epic 12, 14 minute track. So, uh, let's give this, yeah, let's give it a listen and see what you think. So that's Along Came the Devil from Primal Fear, Metal Commando. And uh, Vertimac, I told you Ralph Sheepers can sing, man. Like, And I, we had talked about this before. The rumor was that he actually auditioned for Priest when Ripper got the gig. I think he could have been pretty cool to fill in for Priest. But uh, anyway, what's your thought on his vocals now that you've heard it? <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a great point because I wasn't really too familiar with the band, to be honest with you. I started listening to this, and I'm like, it sounds like Priest. It sounds like uh, a mellower Priest. I can give you some uh, Back in the Vaults Primal Fear to check out, too. You, you'll like it. it it's, it's definitely in the Priest, made in kind of vein of uh, heavy metal. And, again, I had the chance to hang with those guys on the road a whole bunch of times, and they're pretty cool, and I sure hope they get to come back to the United States. I think they're supposed to come this summer. Of course, our good friend COVID-19 hit, so uh, that didn't happen. So we wanna, are we going to throw one more in there? Yeah, for I got one more. Well, uh, right, what do you we'll, got? We'll just let it roll, and we'll – People can guess. Okay, okay. So, uh, mystery song. Um, 
Mark, I'll let you take this one. Okay. Well, of course, uh, everybody should recognize that voice by now. Uh, Dokken, Step Into the Light. That's from the um, upcoming release called The Lost Tapes. Actually, it was Don, when he was here, when we promoted the show about a year ago already or so, as I was driving around town taking him to 7-Eleven for something that he needed, um, he told me about these songs. He said, you know, because they were working on new material. He said they wanted to release some new Dokken. He had some new solo stuff. And he's like, I also found a box of these old tapes that I had laying around and popped them in. I wasn't sure what to do with them. He's like, yeah, we figured maybe we'll release them. So I think they re-recorded all those with uh, John Levin, I believe. And uh, it's coming out August 15, I think. So, hey, man, it's an old throwback. It's cool to find, you know, instead of them going by the wayside and never seeing the light of day, I guess it's cool that Don's releasing them and re-recorded them, you know, giving them a fresh little little twist to them. Yeah, now, who knows? Uh, Mark's got a little connection with uh... – Don Dockin, maybe we'll have him on Metal Mayhem ROC sometime soon. And I think when he sings in the studio, he, he's still sounding pretty good. And I know there was some criticism of you know some of the stuff he just did live recently, but the guy just had surgery and he's battled a whole bunch of health issues, so you got to give him some credit for that. So, Clubs, sheds, arenas, stadiums. This is On the Road, your compass for live metal concerts. All right, on the road. Um, we have more stuff on the road. Burnamatic, uh, first one, the Sturgis Biker Festival is going on. 250,000 people. I guess they decided to not cancel it, and a whole bunch of bands, have, I guess, are still playing. I know Fozzie played the other night, and then D Snyder's there too, I think. What do you got for that, John? Well, <laughs> what I got, I was watching CNN the other night, <laughs> oh, and um, they were doing a story on the town of Sturgis right. was – Everyone in the town, I think it's something like 7,500 to 8,000 people live in the town all the time. They were going to the store and going shopping and uh, sheltering up. But they weren't leaving their house for the entire time Sturgis is going on because of the uh, quarter of a million people coming in there and the bikers and everything. Now, look, traditionally, that's where a lot of metal bands will play and like 10 bands will play and Eddie Trunk usually goes yeah. and presents the shows and... So I think this year it's a little scale back. Uh, again, somebody mentioned D. Snyder was there. I saw a photo of him in Twisted Sister garb on one of the lineups. I was just trying to poke around and see what's going on. But I haven't seen him post on social media, so I don't know if he's like afraid to admit that he's there. But Fozzie definitely played. Actually, speaking of Fozzie, real quick, back to like Streaming for Vengeance, there is a new jam with Chris Jericho, Nita Strauss. It's called The Wheel Blocks. I don't know if you saw it yet on YouTube. Maybe we'll tackle it next time. But they, they do the uh, Aces High Iron Maiden cover. and. Mm. Jericho's singing like a beast on that. And uh, anyway, Jericho had, you know, he's the front man for Fozzie. So. Yeah. And then um, the other thing that's out there on the road, I don't know if this is technically on the road, but uh, it, it is Metallica on eight, August 28th. They're recording a special live show, I guess, from a soundstage somewhere for the sole purpose to show it live on this date. And then a whole bunch of theaters, movie theaters, drive-in theaters are going to show it and, I guess people are going to go roll up in their cars and party like it's a regular show. So, Vernomatic, I know our boy Metal J from Syracuse has called us out and said maybe we should road trip to Syracuse for that one. What are your thoughts? Is that, a, is that on the road or technically or what? <laughs> well, it's technically, you know, because I think we're more on the road if we were going to go and see that. I got a, I got a couple schools of thought on this. If bands are going to do this, I would like to see it live rather than a taped now, stay with me all here. Right. Okay, so, so like, like, go soundstage, go live. Go live. And we can all watch it live instead of a tape of a live performance, so, even though it's new. True. So Metallica, gotcha. they're doing a special show for this. Some acts are 
doing streaming, but they're showing either old footage, like um, Tommy Shaw did something that was five years old, and other bands are doing stuff that it's their commercial stuff, and they're just sort of um, bringing it under this streaming title, and that's what it is. So good friend of mine uh, pointed out to me is like, hey, look it, you know, if anyone's going to do it right, it's going to be Metallica. And at least it's something designated for this event. I would just like to see it live. Many have tried. Most have failed. Only a few survived. This is the Mount Rushmore of metal. Uh, so it was cool that you posted on Facebook. By the way, I love in that intro, like not many have survived. <laughs> not many survived Mount Rushmore of metal. Uh, Vernomatic, uh, I know you posted this on Facebook, so I'm going to pull it up and we'll get some reaction, but do you want to go to your list first and then we'll, or you want me to read off some of the fan ones? Now you or, dig some up and I'm going to, I'm going to start on my list. And the thing with this is, um, we're, I'm going to do, I'm going to do my top eight. Oh, okay. Because there's just too many and I'll, I'll make it quick. Are you going to break them down to like studio versus live or no, just no, appearance? No, no, this is, this <laughs> is it. Um, so you're going you're gonna to roll right into it right now. Yep. Okay. Uh, up okay. at the uh, going, obviously, descending order. Uh, Lemmy, Kill Mister. And then Tom Araya from Slayer. Jason Newstead of Metallica. And then Gene Simmons of Kiss. Okay. All right. Those are, uh, those are my uh, eight through five. My top four Cliff Burton. Nice. Okay. Geezer Butler, Steve Harris, and number one, Getty Lee. Top metal. Getty Lee? <laughs> no. All right. Well, you know, we've talked about Rush before and Van Halen. So I guess we're, for counting Van Halen, we got to count Rush. I, I don't know, man. You know, li- listen to that first Rush album, 1974. Uh, yep. Good point. It was heavier, uh, yeah. heavier than Priest's first uh, album. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> so, so, by the way, uh, we're, we shouldn't call these their fans. We we got, we need to come up with a name for our Metal Mayhem Rock group members. Like I don't know, Rivet Heads, or we'll we'll do that, or maybe we'll post that to see what we can come up with. But I'm going to read a few from people that posted on the uh, our group page here. Uh, Tim Miller, Steve Harris. I mean, of course, I'm going to put him on, in my Rushmore just automatically. Harris, Lemmy, Burton, and Geezer. They made your list. Uh, our boy Justin Mori says Rudy Sarzo, Steve DiGiorgio, DiGiorgio from Testament. Mm-hmm. I know he's been in a lot of other bands. I'm actually going to throw DiGiorgio in my, in my Mount Rushmore. Uh, Linat, Anthony, JPJ, Shavo, Ajajan. Well, Phil Lynette from Thin Lizzy. Okay. And that's the guy you can't pronounce, I think, from System of the Down. Shavo? Yeah. And then JPJ. John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. Led, yeah, Ze- Led Zeppelin. Those are borderline. They're not. Well, I guess we'll, we'll give him metal. And I assume Mike Anthony. Oh, JPJ? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you, well. you got to be careful. <laughs> you know, the 1972 Zeppelin is heavy shit. Yeah, true. And then we got Getty Lee. You, you, that's on your list. Um, Sheehan. Wow. Okay. Can't, can't argue with that. Lemmy. He's on my, he's going to be on my Mount Rushmore. I guess I'm the three now. And, um, again, some more for Harris, Getty Lee, uh, John Paul Jones, some of the, some of the usual suspects here. No, Roger Glover. Oh, and how can I forget Ian Hill? I mean, you know what I love about Ian Hill? That dude has been with the band since the beginning. (laughs) He just sits back in the corner every show, 
just bangs away, does his little priest <sighs> mode, you know, and the KK and Glenn are now it's Richie and <laughs> Richie and, and uh, whoever. <laughs> and, uh, but he's been there ever since, man. Probably never missed a show his whole life. So I guess he, Ian Hill's going to be on my Mount Rushmore as well. So, uh, ooh, Les Claypool and Mike Miles of REM. Sorry. Yeah, All right. We got to draw the line at uh, REM. I know. Okay. I know. I know. No. We can only go so far. No. King's X. Oh, uh, Doug Kinnick? from King's X? Oh, of yeah. course. Stanley Clark. Okay, well, now we're getting into the Jocko Pistorius. And- yeah, we're getting away from the metal. So, <laughs> okay. uh, well, anyway, we want to thank everybody that just, look, you, you've been posting some cool stuff. I've been posting stuff, and it's just fun to see the interaction. That That's really what we're, we're trying to make this yeah. all about is just not about, you know, you and I doing this and just everybody that wants to talk and throw their opinions out about metal. That's true. I still think Getty Lee uh, is fantastic. And, you know, when I was making my list, it's like you start thinking about it. Who are your favorites? And it was hard. I was, uh, you know, I, I had, I was almost going to put Simmons in there. <laughs> well, know? I mean, people, you know, it's like guitar players are always in guitar. It's kind of like sports, right? The NFL, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and the running backs, everybody talks about them, but you never talk about the offense alignment, right? And in many ways, drummers and bass players are like that. But then you look at some bands like Maiden and Steve Harris is out there being the front man. And Motorhead, it was all Lemmy. So Yeah, but it's yeah. always not, you know, notes and bars and this and that. Because if you just talk pure attitude, Jason Newstead, Jason Newstead, when he was in Metallica, it was just that he was the vibe. He was, you know, he he was sick. He was, yeah. I, I miss Jason Newstead in Metallica. Although I am a fan of Robert Trujillo, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but... Uh, Although Jason, I don't think he ever should have left Metallica, but that that's a whole different subject well, for a different right. day. Perhaps. Either way, but, but um, we yeah, gotta, you're right. I think I think it's uh, that's why these are fun doing these Rushmores. I think so. For sure. Anything you want to say before we get out of here? I think that's it, man. Uh, you know, we'll save some content for uh, another time. I mean, we were going to tackle a business, a metal segment, but I think we'll do a deeper dive on that at a different time. Just you know, what are these bands all doing? You know, again, to, you know, they can't tour. Uh, you know, not always recording either because they can't get everybody in the studios together. So they're all doing some unique stuff. So, but we'll, we'll save that. And um, no, man, I think it's always good to rap metal and get a show together. And uh, Vernomatic, you got anything else you want to add in before we wrap? No, just, you know, where you can find us, uh, the metalmayhemroc.com. There you'll find our episode blog with show notes and our email list. Sign up for that. Get you on the email list, the Metal Mayhem ROC group page on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at Metal Mayhem ROC and just um, drop us a line. Everyone stay safe. Keep it heavy. And you know what? Uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Metal for life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-DB Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 